Coming up, Tom Brady just won another Super Bowl, and I have no idea what year it is. Is it 2021? Is it 2015? Is it 2004? I have no idea. It's all next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. We are supported by Men's Warehouse. When you wear a tailored Men's Warehouse outfit, it makes you feel confident like you can do anything, whether it's a sharp, well-fitted outfit that makes you want to roll back the ears and dance like no one is watching at a wedding, or a suit that makes you feel like you've got the job before you walk into a job interview. You should definitely give Men's Warehouse a shot, and here's why. Men's Warehouse, the only nationwide men's clothing store that has a tailor in every store to fit your suit, shirt, jeans, et cetera, to your body. And men's warehouses everywhere with 600 plus locations nationwide. So if you need one, and you will, there's one near you. Feel like you can do anything in an outfit from Men's Warehouse. Visit your Men's Warehouse store or click or tap to shop online. We're also brought to you by theringer.com, as well as the Ringer podcast network where we debuted black girl songbook and sports cards nonsense just in the last couple weeks hope you check both of those out i have a new rewatchables podcast coming monday taxi driver me sean fantasy bill Hader, special guest that's happening the movie's on netflix if now the football's over you want to catch up and watch that one but that is coming on the rewatchables monday night coming up the cousin i are going to break down Another Tom Brady Super Bowl title. I can't believe it. Here we go. Pearl Jam. All right, Cousin Sal is here. We're taping this 8 o'clock PT Sunday night. Sal needed some time to calculate all the crazy prop bets that happened. For the fourth time since we've been doing this podcast together, Tom Brady has won a Super Bowl. We we didn't do a podcast for the first three. They didn't, I think, have podcasts back then. But now uh, it's 2021. He has won one-third of the Super Bowls of the 21st century. And we were pouring dirt on him a bunch of times over the past couple of years, and he's just never going to go away ever. Wow. Wow. Are you, I mean, what the, what goes on? Like 31, nine, like, I know we picked him on all these interviews and everything we did, but that was just like, I can't go against Tom Brady, but then it actually happens. And they didn't have a chance. Like at halftime, they didn't have a chance that last drive. I don't even know where you want to pick this game up. It's well, let's, well, we'll go to the game in a second. Let's talk about the Brady stuff first. So a couple of crazy things with that. He had never had an ass kicking victory in the Super Bowl. That's true. His yeah. seventh win, the, all, all six, the closest maybe was the Philly game where they were in control of that the whole time. But 
Um, that still ended up being a three-point game, and they still had mm-hmm. to make a play defensively in the last couple of minutes. Granted, they, Philly was trapped in their own 20. This is the first time start to finish his his team dominated a game. And, you know, at halftime, I had some Chiefs fans in my life, and yeah. I went on Twitter to see if people were complaining uh, about the penalties. Everybody was. And I'm thinking, like, all right, there, there might have been a couple couple borderline shaky calls, but the Chiefs were terrible. Their coaching was terrible. They didn't play well at all. Mahomes couldn't connect with anybody on third downs. It was like, mm-hmm. I felt like that was the right score at halftime. The Bucks were killing them. What'd well, you think? A, yeah, a couple things. If you want to bottom line this game, it was the Chiefs offensive line was awful, right? <clears throat> and the Bucks defense came at them for sure. Um, not in a way we thought, right? If, 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 if we went with the narrative, like this is the most decimated offensive line a Super Bowl team has ever brought into the big game, then it should have been just Mahomes running for his life. And it was. So with that in mind, and you say this is the first Brady ass kicking, he's had a 520 yard game, right? Passing. He's had a 466 yard game passing. I think he has two of the three 400 yard games uh, in the history of the Super Bowl. And it wasn't even a great Brady game, right? He did plenty enough for them to win, but 21 for 29, just a shade over 200 yards. So the ass kicking came with, his best defensive performance, maybe. I know the Ram- they held the Rams to nothing in his last yeah. Patriots win, but for God's sakes, it wasn't anything. Even with the offensive line being like it is, you thought Mahomes would pull off the magic and and a couple of these drives to land on nine points. I don't even. I really think they would have been better off with a healthy offensive line and Chad Henney than Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and these two. No, really. Well, I mean, would they no, have scored I, I nine points? They wouldn't have scored worse than nine points. I just can't believe what I just saw. I did not understand people dismissing. Even I had Peter Schrager on Thursday, million dollar picks, and must have spent like 10 minutes going through the Chiefs offensive line. Like this guy, their left tackle has been on eight teams. Right. Um, their right guard was on the waiver wire in late November. And, mm-hmm. you know, the case for the Chiefs, and I think why the line stayed at minus three was just like, it's Mahomes. He's the best. Yeah. He'll figure this out. And, I think I even said this on the Thursday pod. Sometimes in football, we get into trouble by doing the, well, no, it's this guy. And it happens in basketball too, where you you have all these obvious things that are like red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. And people just go, well, it's Mahomes, And that's kind of their case for taking the Chiefs. There was really Mm -hmm. no other case. Tampa ran the ball down their throats. We knew that was going to happen because you could run the ball on KC and Tampa had been Mm -hmm. running the ball really well in the playoffs. And then, you know, their defensive line. I, I I was glad Boomer brought up Bowles in the post game. The post game was pretty choppy, but mm-hmm. um the fact that Bowles didn't blitz the shit out of Mahomes and just trusted, yeah. you know, I have four good guys that can pressure him. I have two awesome linebackers, including David, who I thought really did a nice job on Kelsey. And then I'm just gonna use a bunch of D-backs and I think I can get enough pressure. And that's what happened. And and by the third quarter, he was running for his life, it felt like. Yeah, I mean, he was a mess. He really looked like just a stumbling out of a bar like 3.30 yeah. in the morning at one point. Like, you didn't know if he was calling a timeout or or saying run the play fat. Like, you know, when he's doing that hand signal, like, oh, my God, he's wobbly. It wasn't even really hitting the head at all. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, we're going to do some gloating because we had Tampa Bay. But no way we thought it was 31-9, right? Um, but I guess, you know, when you have a magician – and you take away his wand and his cape and the uh, assistant that he's going to saw in half being the offensive line, there's nothing there. Like you said, they had a center that they benched 
And then they had to bring him back. It was just a complete mess. And when you don't have a running game to kind of mix things up, um, this is the this is the product. Now that said, Hill maybe things are different if Hill catches that ball when when they flooded the zone with Hill and Kelsey when Mahomes like right. broke to the left and it, it was a little face guarding, but Hill could have caught it for a, a long touchdown. And to me, the backbreaker was that drive before the half. I mean, you could blame it on uh, even my wife who doesn't care was like. My God, he's getting all the calls. This is ridiculous. I was like, ah, settle down. But the Evans thing, the the feet getting tangled, that was weird. The uh, the pass interference that they had to call like almost immediately because yeah. Brady threw the on the interception, that was weird on the previous drive. So well, wait, let's let's go through that drive because okay. that's probably where the Chiefs lost this game. I think so too. Chief, Bucks get the ball back with a minute left. They run on first down and try to choose some clock. Yeah. Chiefs call timeout. That was weird. Mm -hmm. Then the, third and two, the heading into that one, one they call timeout again. Third and, it's and like, two is weirder. Yeah. Wait, all right, even if you guys get the ball back, you have no timeouts. You're going to have the ball like on your own 25, mm -hmm. with 25 seconds left. What do you think is going to happen? All you're doing is giving this team life. So then the Bucks get it, and then they get the long Mike Evans play. And I thought it was pass interference. You, you saw that one clip. Like First, he tripped them, and they weren't going to call it. But then the second one, he definitely with his hand hit his left foot. I thought Evans was going to score a touchdown and Here's he went, thing. he went, he fell down. It was because of the guy behind him, I guess. But you see where the ball landed? Did we see one uncatchable call, like call for un No, uh, they don't call those anymore. Is that yeah. gone? No, honest. I'm being honest. Is that gone? Because I don't think I saw it all year. Did they take they don't it call out of the rule book? You basically have to throw the ball in the first row of the stands for the uncatchable. My God. I mean, I the do second feel like one he went through caught the goal post, though. but the second one went through the goal post and they called like it was, um, yeah, but I think they called, he bumped the guy as the QB. Like it was like, you know, it was know, quick. Man. Yeah. I but that know. look, that's not why the Chiefs lost. And I thought it was weird I that their it. fans were going nuts about the calls. Like, you guys aren't moving the ball at all offensively. And I really thought they lost the ball in the it lost the game in that first quarter because the Bucks had two bad drives to start the game. Right. I have no idea why they weren't running. I was texting you and House yep. and Hench like crazy. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Just run Reverse the ball to the middle. Scotty Miller, yeah. all the dumb shit. Yeah. They were doing like Leftwich is breaking out all his awesome, cool Super Bowl plays. It's like, just run the ball up the middle and do play action. This isn't hard. And right. then the Chiefs, you mentioned the Tyreek drop. They had another one that where Hardman was wide open and Mahomes yeah, just yeah. kind of missed him. Mm -hmm. And it, it seemed like if he had just lofted it a certain way, that was a touchdown. Which brings me to one of my points. I don't think Mahomes was healthy in this game. And they, it came out today. He needs to have surgery on his turf toe after the year. His throws but, were sailing around in weird ways in this game. But the turf toe didn't help his running, right? His running is actually what kept him in the game for the first half. He had almost as many rushing yards as he had passing. Like before that last drive, before, before Kansas City's last drive of the first half, he was three for 12 for 23 yards. Uh, his, re, re, his completions were to Pringle, Kelsey, and Hill I was like, oh my God, that's really bad. And then it started and everything the Hill opened up in the middle for him. But um, yeah, you can't, you can't do that at all. At a 39.6 passer rating with three minutes left in the second quarter. The Bucks, I felt this way going into the game. I wasn't, you know, you almost want to see it, but it did seem like the type of team that had a chance to really match up with the Chiefs where you had the super athletic, really gifted linebacker to put on Kelsey you could get a push with the front four and you mm -hmm. just have a lot of D backs that are just flying around. And that, and I, I thought that Bucks defense got better every week, you know, in the playoffs Definitely. and the Green Bay game, it was a deceiving 26 they gave up to the Packers. Cause right. 
Wait, what'd they lose? Two starting D-backs during that game, and it felt like they're kind of holding on for dear life at the end. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a bad matchup for the Chiefs, and on top of it, like their O-line, which wasn't great, you know, in the first three rounds, and then it just passed the point of no return. And I, I think, like, there's a couple lessons from this game. Please, tell One me. of which is the back-to-back thing, which I don't think we can sleep on. It hasn't happened since 2004. Right. And you think, like, we just kind of penciled in like the incentives the same. You look at all the guys in the Bucks. How many dudes? This was like the most important game they've ever played in their entire life. Mm-hmm. And then you go in the Chiefs. They just won last year with the with pretty much the exact same team. There's yeah. no way this was like a life or death. But you know, granted, they're trying to win and it's a huge game. But they were definitely confident they're the favorites. And so they're on the Bucks side it, is like this is the most important three hours of my life. Yeah. They're comparing it to Russell Wilson, right? So he won that first Super Bowl very handily against yep. Denver, right? And then against Brady, he's in there and he lost the second Super Bowl. And now he's like, Russell's great, right? He's going to be top three or four MVP every year, probably. But goes to show you, it doesn't mean you have to get back every year, right? And the way, that right. makes me think like the way the Patriots did it, they had nine years in between Super Bowl wins. Like, my God, like the Chiefs, for them to keep Kelsey and Hill and all those guys for the first nine years, like let's say it happens over 15 years that he wins six Super Bowls. Now, I don't even think it doesn't doesn't even matter. Now you have to get the seven. It's just nobody's counting Brady. How about that? We're not going to live now to see a player better than Brady. Like, then you might be fine with that. But we're in our 50s I, now. We're not I, I want to tackle this. Let's take a break. We're coming back oh. talking about this. All right, let's come back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game and... They're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're just You're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside, do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. All right, so you mentioned Romo made this point near the end of the game, and I thought it was a great point. If Mahomes wins this, he's got two, Brady's got six. He's got his whole career ahead of him. We have no idea how long somebody like Mahomes will be able to play. We never thought we'd have a 43-year-old QB win a Super Bowl and look competent Mm -hmm. and at times really, really good. So who knows? Mahomes might be able to play until he's 50. Um, Seven to one, having to pass Brady down means eight. It seems so unrealistic. And then I was looking, like, we talked about this the last time, how Brady is now 34 and 11 in the playoffs. 
the next great QB, we talked, we mentioned this two weeks ago, has 16 playoff wins. He is 34. For Mahomes to have to put together the type of resume career Brady had, you would need a lot of luck from a health standpoint. Sure. And Brady, because he's a big dude who doesn't scramble a lot, who would, especially second half of his career, smartly gets rid of the ball, um, stays in amazing shape. He's got, he's injecting avocado juice into his veins at this point. Mm. Um, Mahomes would have to commit to some sort of crazy health side. And I, I feel like he would not have to scramble as much and he would have to pick his spots way more, but that's not who he is, right? Guys, he gets hurt. Guys running around. Look, think about Brady, the beginning of his career. Did he ever get this nicked up that like, like Mahomes does, right? Whether it's a toe or a head injury or the, you know, the, the, the knee from last year for the quarterback sneak. Yeah. It's uh he's not a lucky player in terms of injuries. He's freaking fantastic. And the best physical specimen we've seen. We had one bad sports. Wait, what's he that? Had, he had the the ace the torn ACL eight minutes yeah. in the two eight two thousand eight season. That's really right. the only bad luck oh, injury Brady, he yeah. had. Yeah, Brady mm-hmm. at the hands um, of the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Other than that, I I can't even really remember like a really significant Brady injury. The durability he had, but I think he's six five. Mm-hmm. He's not running around. He's not scrambling. He ne- he was pretty careful about taking big hits. I think he had some concussions second half of his year, his career at the he's Pats. He's a freak. But, he's a superhero yeah. freak. He's like a Marvel character at this point. Don't even, they can't even compare him to anyone. You want to go Mahomes against Joe Montana or Rogers against Joe Montana, but l- lump all those guys together. I hate to say it, but Brady, and you know, this is great. You're speaking fondly of him, but it's going to hit you. You're going to be very upset. That Gronk scored the first touchdown. You should have had that. That was 14 to 1 odds. You needed to do all the emotional hedging you could of this game. Congratulations. You won money on the Bucks. But this is going to hit you. I don't know if it's going to be at 3 in the morning tomorrow, no. next week. Oh, yes, it will. No, you know what upset. I did? First of all, my million dollar picks, people will be telling <laughs> their great grandkids about the success we had this year. Eight knowing the big bets won like almost four million bucks. One of the reasons was I rode Brady in the Bucks every week. Yeah. I wasn't allowing myself not to root for it. I I gotta say, I was at peace with it a while ago. Uh, I was I super happy. I was with my dad. My dad flew out for the game. He put on a hazmat suit. Flew out to LA this weekend. Have you checked on him? He's crying. He's in your pants. No, You're crying right we now. We were after the second TD. We were like high fiving, like it was a Pats game. We both love Gronk. He's my favorite Patriot this. ever. I know you want to hear it. I love Gronk. And to me, like a, a small piece of this game was the Gronk Kelsey thing, right? And I know on on the sports cards nonsense podcast that we we launched a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. on Friday, there were t- he was uh, Geo was saying, you know buy your Gronk cards now. He was like, Brady and Gronk are going to win. The Brady cards are now like Michael Jordan level, but he's like, watch Gronk. Gronk's going to cement it as the greatest TD tight end of all time. And Kelsey was lurking on the other way, right? If the Chiefs win and he gets the 10 for 150 and two TDs, then it's like, oh, is Kelsey the greatest? Gronk, this was the last piece for him now. I, I, I already thought he was the best tight end ever, but it's so funny. We come out of those games with those two guys that we'd already decided on. Now they've gone to another level somehow. You know, they're the same age. Am I wrong to say that? I think they're the same age, Kelsey and Gronk. Is that wrong? Is that possible? No, Kelsey's only been in the league like eight years. I know, but, but maybe, let's look at this way. Oh yeah, Kelsey. Gronk, I guess, came into college uh, or out of college a little bit earlier. Kelsey's 31. How old is Gronk? Oh yeah, Gronk, Gronk's, I think like 30. Gronk is 31 also. No, he's 31 also. Wow. I think, right? Now, until May, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, 
he's the best. Gronk is the best. Brady is the best. And it's going to hurt you. You could say whatever. Doesn't hurt. Million I'm telling you. Your million dollar picks are fake. You're never going to be a millionaire. <laughs> what, what, all right, you'll be a millionaire, but the picks are fake. And and I'm telling you, it's going to hit you. I want to I be your first call when it hits you. It's not going to hit me. He was never going to win another title with the Patriots with the team we had. And I think we probably blamed him a little too much last year for everything, the pretty disappointing season. And then you look at the talent they had this year. It's like, oh my God. I thought start to finish, one of the great decisions. I went from thinking this is the dumbest decision any major superstar has ever made since Jordan and the Wizards. Right. Where it's like your legacy's at stake. You could have just been drafted by the same team you retired with, gone down as the best quarterback of all time and stayed the whole time like Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mano and mm -hmm. Larry Bird, all these guys. And instead you're risking it. You're going to fucking Tampa to play for Bruce Arians and all of these dudes who've never won anything. Like this is, this is desperate. This is like an actress getting, you know, $200,000 worth of plastic surgery to try to look hot in some role when they're 58 years old. No. It was the opposite. It was a brilliant move. And the it was irony literally is literally brilliant. He picked the perfect team. He he moved them along at the right pace. It was brilliant. Well, I want to get into it because I think it is the perfect team. But could he have done it with other teams? Could he have done it with the Rams? Or um, you know, it wouldn't have been the Seahawks because they have they have I think uh, could have done it with the Rams. I bet he could have done it with like five other teams. Um well there was always a rumor. If, the if there was a rumor if Breeze retired last spring. That's Which I think it was gone. conceivable because ESPN thought they had a chance to hire Breeze. Yeah. That Brady was going to go to the Saints. Sure. Why so not? I guess the question is, could he have done this with the Saints? I feel like he probably could have. Could he have done it with the Washington football team? Maybe. They no, had a now, great you're getting, now you're getting Well, risk. honestly, but we talk about it like, oh, he went. The, the, uh, here's the great irony of this. And may, it don't, maybe just applies to this game, but everyone's talking about like, he went to, oh my God, when he goes to Tampa and gets those shiny toys. Mike Evans and Godwin, and if Gronk comes over, and you know, uh, you know, uh, Antonio Brown, like the the with the team he didn't have, the offense he didn't have in New England, and it was the defense that stepped up. It was so crazy that it was the defense that won it for him to a point where, all right, great, he won MVP. By the way, cash is a two to one. But what does a defensive player have to do, holding the Chiefs to nine points to win MVP? Right, like the Chiefs over under was um, like. 30 points and they held well, them to nine. The defense was great, but yeah, you're right. They had most of the toys there, but the three things that they didn't have that happened because he went there, Leonard Fournette, who looked like his career was over in Jacksonville, who got waived. And I think passed through waivers, anybody could have had him. They must feel stupid. A lot of teams must feel stupid, but Jacksonville, he, especially he looked incredible. The, mm -hmm. the whole playoffs. So he gets, between him and Jones, he gets 33 carries for 145 yards. That was the Bucks' rushing offense. Right. But then Antonio Brown, he finally gets to go there. And that was really why he fell apart with the Patriots. That was the last straw. When they cut the cord with Brown, he was like, what the fuck? I don't have any other receivers. Yeah, but they had to, right? Wasn't they had like, to. He, he was but going, I, th he I was, think he, he was going to Guantanamo Bay at that point. Like, what? What are they supposed I, to do? I think he took it personally. I think at that point, he was gone. <laughs> That's my sleepover, um, buddy. Bring him back. <laughs> well, and then Gronk, who... Two years ago in that Rams Super Bowl looked like he was the blues mobile trying to make that one less ride to downtown Chicago. Dated yeah. 40 year movie reference, everybody. Blues brother. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, it was he just looked like he was done and it was like, wow, that guy's had too many surgeries and this How is How about over. this? He played all he played all twenty 
won games, right? Was it 20, uh, 20 games he played? What were the odds on that? And got, Never and got better that. as the year went along. I think oh, what man. Brady, what he was able to do with Tampa really reminded me of an NBA like the, when LeBron goes to a team and convinces like this buyout guy to sign and this yeah. guy, like, like what he had with the Cavs. And it's like, yeah, we'll grab Richard Jefferson. Mm -hmm. Then, then, uh, Oh, Kyle Korver, come on over. And you kind of stack your team with the role players you need Fournette, who was only 16 for 89. I felt like he could have had 200 yards if, yeah. if they fed him in this game. Right. He's breaking big ones for sure. Yeah. That, then, that defense looked a little gassed too early as it was the other thing for the chiefs. Well, here's the other thing. And, and by the way, you know, the, the toys, the weapons, Evans had one catch for 31 yards. I know. Godwin was two for nine. So I'm saying he only had 200 yards himself, Brady. And the, like, it was the defense that won it. Devin White, eight tackles, an interception. Winfield, four tackles, an interception. You know, he had sacks all over the place. Uh, Sue had one and a half. Barrett had one and a half, uh, had a sack. I don't know. I guess you get But you think Brady. about it. So you think about this team compared to the Pats. This team was not really this good for the last decade, right? And they're mm -hmm. getting top 10 picks. And you look at, you go through the roster and like Devin White, David, some of the D-backs, they had right. a couple free agent signings like JPP and, and Sue and people like that. Shaq Barrett, I think, was a really smart signing. But the defense that they pieced together was a combo of the fact that they weren't good and the fact that they had a ton of cap space. Sure. Evans, yeah. I think, was the seventh pick in the draft. Running back... They drafted Ronald Jones, but running back it continues to be the most overrated position to address in the draft. It seems like every year you can find the Fournette type, but I, this team to me, I, I haven't seen like whether they have to cut cap, whatever, but I feel like they could run this back and this team would be pretty good. Whether they're the same incentives, I don't know, but I do think it's a really talented team. Don't you? Yeah, I do. But I felt the 49ers were talented too. So there's something, right. I don't know. Is, is that just the losing team that gets that has a hex on him, um, maybe. Yeah, it's usually the loser. Yeah. Right. Um, I, quickly on Gronk, because I thought it was just awesome to watch him. And Schrager, who was a good luck charm for me on Million Dollar Picks, talked me out of Gronk and the mm -hmm. Bucks to win, which was five to one. Because I did feel like we'd hear from Gronk in this game. Gronk, as a clutch tight end, um, I think, you know, the... He he was like, we always compared him to Shaq on this podcast, right? It almost seemed like sure. unfair in his peak. But I look back the 2014 Super Bowl when they beat the Ravens. They came back 35-31 in the Seahawks. He was 7 for 108 TD against the Ravens, 6 for 68 against Seahawks. The next year, when they lost to the Broncos 20-18, it's 4th and 10. They yeah. really have no receivers. Brady, I think, was concussed. And they just called a video game play of send Gronk down the middle and just heave it. And he fucking came down with it 40 yards down the field. And they missed then on the same drive, yeah. fourth down touchdown catch back in the end zone. Right. Um, He's good. Eagles Super Bowl is nine catches for 116 and two touchdowns. Chiefs game in 2019, he had that huge 25-yarder on the final drive um, to set up the, the tying score. And then he got the big third down catch in overtime. And then in the Rams game, he made the biggest catch in that game, the 29-yarder. And in this game... I thought he probably had the two biggest catches of the game, not to mention the one right down the middle, yeah. which was the old school Gronk. But 
This guy, there's never been a more clutch tight end, not to mention a better tight end, but God yeah, I think damn. You, you gave Brady stats. I think uh, Brother Bry looked it up or someone. 16 and four in the playoffs. I don't think there's a non quarterback that's that's better than 16 and four, right? Hench said Charles Haley or something, but I don't, I don't even think uh, it's just all insane numbers. It's just a dumb, it's, it's almost a time we shouldn't even count in history because no one will believe it. <laughs> uh, Speaking of insane numbers, I saw this on Chase Stewart's Twitter account. Playoff Lenny, 400 yards, four touchdowns in one postseason, 400 plus yards. Only guys to do this ever. Playoff Lenny, John Riggins, Terrell Davis, Marcus Allen, Larry Fitzgerald, Thurman Thomas, Hakeem Nix, Jerry oh. Rice, and Emmett Smith twice. Wow. Leonard Fournette, who was waived and available and right. seemed like his career was over. And now, what is he going to get a $50 million contract this year from somebody? He might. I don't know. I mean, Derrick Henry kept the dream alive for running backs. And uh, I guess Fournette, too, uh, after his performance tonight. Although, uh, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know. I don't know how you beat a team like the, the Bucks and Tom Brady. I, I get it. These teams will go away and teams look great. And then they're not. But um, just phenomenal. I don't know. I, and I'm getting a lot of people complaining about the penalty yards. They did have over like 80 yards, the Chiefs of penalties in the first yeah. half. I just wonder if it was a little different if we'd be uh, gushing over the Bucks right now. But it wasn't. I don't think their line could have blocked for four yeah, quarters. It was an Do you? No, I don't. I mean, those two passes, I said that one drive. Was, I can't even remember what happened, but it was back to back passes where Mahomes had to retreat like 25 yards and throw it. And then one hit the player's face mask. And then one just out of the reach in the corner of the end zone. Both would have been great, but they could not get it together. One thing on Brady, 16 to 20 in the first half for 140. Three touchdowns, no picks. 135.4 QB rating. I mean, one of the reasons I picked him this week was I really felt like he was going to at least come through from the standpoint of he wasn't going to lose the game. Mm -hmm. And he was going to, whatever the best version of him is at this point at age 43, I felt like we were potentially going to see it. He didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Ronald Jones was and Ronald Jones is anybody who's ever had him on a fantasy team or roots for the bucks knows is always scary when he has the, I don't know how many times he's fumbled in his career, but I always feel like he might fumble. Yeah, and right. then he did it on that third down after they threw. And we were arguing about whether you should ever throw to the fat offensive lineman. You didn't like that. I, like I that. hate it. I'm on the record. I hate that play every time. Here's why I like it. If it works, there's no way the team can lose, whether it's refrigerated Perry going in from one mm. yard or a fat lineman catching it in the end zone. Um, but the fact that that was that was the Chiefs' best two minutes of the game when they stopped them on. Uh, I mean, Ronald Jones was had insane momentum to not score. I still don't know how I he know. didn't score on that fourth down play. Yeah, so they stop them. Hmm. Chiefs. They the Bucks get another stop when it seemed like, oh, here we go. Tyreek's going to have a ninety-nine yard touchdown, right. and the game's going to be tied. Yeah. Nope. They get the punt. There's a penalty on the punt, and it was a great punt. It sent them all the way back to the thirty. And we were texting about it. I was saying, like, I think this could be really hard for the Bucks to win. They just gave away seven points. Right. Right after I send the text, flag on the play, they got to repunt it. And the, you never uh, see that. The penalty on the right? When it was yeah. Like, you saw rarely the flag see late. it. It's like it's on the return team, of course. It, no. And then the KC punter with the long hair, Townsend, yeah. shanks the second one. So all of a sudden they're back on the 30. And it feel it felt like the Ronald Jones getting stopped. It didn't matter, but that whole sequence was weird. They kicked a field goal, right? So they didn't get a touchdown. 
I no, think they but kicked it, the field it, on the drive. Right. It, it felt like it swung the momentum yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, those first two drives, the fact that Tampa or Kansas City didn't take advantage, like you were texting, like, I think they blew it there, Tampa, by uh, punting those first two drives. And that yep. didn't matter. And then the goal line stand didn't matter. I'm like, what is, is anything going to matter? It's, it's, um, it's bizarre what's going on here. The punt, the punt over hit. Was mm -hmm. six and a half. That was one of my smaller prop bets on million dollar picks. The seventh punt was the last punt the Bucks did with like. Oh, was it really? Left. I was so mad. Um, yeah. Um, let's quickly talk. Actually, let's take a break and we'll talk Chiefs and then we'll break down the props. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day of work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that, made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. All right, so the Chiefs, mm -hmm. this was a legitimate loss. You could argue they could have lost to the Browns. Sure. Guy fumbles out of the end zone. Um, Browns, whether that, that last drive when it seemed like they were just going to take it down and all of a sudden one play and they're punting and then Chad Honey finishes the game. Right. All of that. I'm sure if you're a Browns fan, you're watching tonight going, eh, we might have been able to do better than the Chiefs. So the Chiefs, they lose the AFC title game, the D Ford game to the Patriots a couple years ago. They lose this game. And then last year, third and 15, and Mahomes makes one of the great plays in Super Bowl history. Tyree take Gil. the lead. Garoppolo, yeah. I forget what receiver was streaking down the field. He misses him by a Samuel. foot. Yeah. If one of those two plays goes San Francisco's way. The Chiefs still don't have a Super Bowl, and we're talking about Mahomes and Andy Reid, and we get to do the whole sports radio first take thing. Right. I don't know. We get to do that whole thing. Um, how? What would you say over or under for for this Chiefs Mahomes Reid like Kelsey Tyreek? How many Super Bowl appearances for them? Not well, wins. Didn't they? Didn't they? When he signed the contract during the pandemic year, last year, they had it two. Super Bowl wins over the 10 years. I think they had like an over under for actual Super Bowl wins. Um, I'm of the belief that if every year they're six or seven to one, just keep betting them. As long mm. as this unit stays intact, they'll win in the next three years. Although I thought this would have been one of them. But um, yeah, that was one thing that Brady wasn't going to allow, right? Don't you think he had that in the back of his head? Like Jimmy G lost a 10 point lead with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. I ain't doing that, right? I'm not turning it over. I'm not doing any of that stuff, but like, I think the big thing with the chiefs is, and again, we're going to take a victory lap here. No one thought it was 31 nine, but I looked at their numbers and we talk about recency bias all the time. And the game against the bills, it looked like their offense was back. They could have scored in the forties or fifties. So no one's as good or as bad as they looked the week before. And I looked at it, eight of their 18 games, they scored in the twenties. Yeah. I'm like, Brady could score in the twenties, especially if this team could score in the twenties, Kansas City, if they don't have an offensive line and against this defense as good as it's playing. That's why I always thought it'd be close. So um, I think there was a lot of pressure on the Chiefs, even though they just righted the ship for really just one week against the Bills offensively. Uh, they did okay against Cleveland, obviously, until uh, Mahomes got hurt. But there was a lot of pressure and a lot of like, oh, this is a no brainer. Mahomes is a better quarterback. He's, he's winning it. 
um, what, what wasn't the case at all. Um, I mean, nine points was 200 to one odds. My on million dollar picks, I had Tampa minus three. I had the under plus three. I had minus three. Um, Tampa plus three. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I had the under. I had Fournette 60 plus rushing yards with Bucks win was three to one. Mm-hmm. And then my big one, Brady under 296.5 passing, Fournette over 80. He had 89. Bucks win was plus 998. That was my big parlay. So I wow. hit those four. And uh, I got to say, they, the gratuitous FanDuel plug, I really like their same game parlays. Great. You don't get a lot of those where you can be like, I think if this team wins, mm-hmm. they'll win because this will happen. Yeah. So I really thought Fournette was going to have a good game today. I'm like, if he has a good game, the Bucks are probably going to win. I would like to team those two bets together. This right. is one of the fun things about the online gambling era is they're now allowing us to do stuff like that. Most yeah. bookies won't take bets like that, right? I, how, how many times have I been screaming at hand, uh, at Joe House? Like, House, you can't bet Brady over two and a half touchdowns and Moss to score a touchdown right. and James White to have over six and a half. Free you can't put that on a parlay. And now, right. thanks to FanDuel, we, we have that. We can do all that. It's it's the one of the few advantages we have. Right. So I was like, I think for net is going to be one of the reasons the Bucks will win. I would like to wager on it's good. this. Yeah, you and work backwards. On, yeah. on FanDuel, you can. Smart. Uh, my, I lost a lot of my tiny props, but I won on uh, one I was really excited about. There will be a roughing the passer call. Yes, plus 155. Oh, nice. That one hit. Figured like Brady and Mahomes that they would, uh, you know, pr- try to protect both of them. I mm-hmm. had the JPP sack for plus 140. Mm-hmm. That lost. I had the six and a half punts under, and then I had some tiny ones, but... I won. I ended up for the playoffs. I was a 4.653 fake million dollars this year. So <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. What a but fake job by me. Didn't you lose I'll never it do all? that well. I thought you lost it all in week five. I thought you don't, you have to retire it. I thought that's you, why you brought no, Schrager on. You try to win it back. I, oh, you're just I, going back. I told them, I told people <laughs> heading into week 17, we we're going to win it back and we won it back. So I didn't know you got a marker. You got a marker like David get Chang a marker. at the Cosmopolitan. I can make up yeah, the rules. Sure. For the season, I was three point. $72 million up wow. on the thing. But you know what this reminded me of? You and I met, I, I get a job writing for Kimmel. I moved to California in November 16, 2020, uh, 2002. Yeah. We start putting together the show. We're in San Diego. We Tampa drive Bay. back. It's the first night, Sunday night, Tampa Bay, Oakland. And you and I both love the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And we had all these Bucks bets. We had like defensive touchdown and like create, and, and we hit like everything. Yeah, we stacked the like the 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 range for the total points and everything. We thought that would be a, a, a gigantic amount of points. I know that was a nice night. I had that. I had the two thousand Ravens. I had a, it's happened a few times. It's really fun when you nail the Super Bowl because then the some of the props and parlays kind of yeah. follow, and you just feel like, oh, I did it. And then well, you have another year where you miss it, and you feel like the dumbest person on there. I feel good about this one in particularly because I was losing my edge with Brady. I think I'm now four and six in Brady's mm. Super Bowls. I was like, I can't. I bet w- on him for the Giants games where you guys should have won, and co- you know, I bet against him for Seattle and Atlanta, two nonsensical games that I should have lost. But yeah, let me give you a couple of mine. I had the game would end on a kneel down minus one fifty five. That was a winner. Uh, clear. That was game, minus one fifty five. That's minus it. Minus one fifty five on a kneel down. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, clear Gatorade. It looked blue. I'm going to argue it. I don't know how far I'll take it. You know, I got Giuliani on the case, but I guess it was blue. I had clear. Um, I had uh, 
what did I have? At Kelsey under 100 and a half yards. You talk about garbage yards that racked up, but good for yeah. Kelsey. Gronk's first catch over seven and a half yards, eight yard touchdown. That was good. Jersey Ooh, number. Oh, speaking of Gronk, our yeah. friends at FanDuel texted me after the Gronk to touchdown yeah. and said that was the second worst case scenario. Mahomes was the worst case scenario. Really? Gronk scoring the first touchdown was like an immediate seven figure loss for a fan. For wow. Fan oh, that's yeah. no and so good. people, they went Mahomes on the one end and then uh, Gronk on the other. And yeah, so cause that, it's a yeah, Hollywood story. Gronk catching yeah. the first touchdown. We should have seen it. Well, that might be, that might be the end of the same game parlays. If Fandle's losing all this money. Eight no, come seven. on, Fandle. No, no. I had Jersey number over 17 and a half for first touchdown. That was a winner. I had heads. And uh, I had a couple things from last night. Aaron Donald to uh, to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Just looking at my I, ledger here. I had Tampa 30, Kansas City 23 as the final score, 170 to 1. Wait, what I was thought, it? 31, 31 30 to oh. 23. You had I a felt shot. like at halftime, I was kind of in it. It was 21-6. Yeah, I'm doing the math. I'm like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I had Tampa defensive touchdown. Bucks win was... Basically eleven to one odds. Brady to score with the Bucks to win was plus seven seven seven. I had that as a small one, a million dollar picks. I thought we were going to get it on the fourth and one. Right it was Brady that, sneak yeah. territory. I know. Where was it? That's the most unstoppable play in sports. I think it was like a yard and a quarter. Otherwise, they might have tried it. Maybe but they didn't about, want him to take the beating. How about this though? Uh, over a half a touchdown for Kansas City, you had to do minus thirty five hundred. So if you had Kansas City no touchdown. You could have gotten, I think it was on FanDuel was 20 to 1. I saw it in some spots at 40 to 1. No touchdown for the Chiefs between 20 and 40 to 1. Bucks to score 31 exactly. Wait a second. Did they not score a touchdown? They didn't score a touchdown. Oh my they God. Three field goals. Oh my God, you're right. I was telling you, I was like, it was like six to one that they wouldn't even score in the first half a touchdown. They well, did when, not when, score a touchdown. When did you email me that the Chiefs were plus 184? When it was 10 3? No, no, no. It was, uh, now I get confused. You said, tell me when it's 14-3, what it is. I'm like, I have to do this. It's plus 184. You, you know what's shocked. funny? You thought it was like even, right? Every point last two years, if the Chiefs fell behind 10 like that, it was always yeah. around even. And this time it was like Vegas knew. They knew, right? Yeah. They do know. They knew. They knew something would, they could probably tell from the 17 step drop, drop back Mahomes was taking. <laughs> Tampa by 19 to 24 was 18 to 1. Ugh. Uh, Bucks, like I said, 31 exactly is 14 to 1. And, well, wasn't, uh, ta wasn't Tampa minus 10 and a half was like, what was that, like plus 400? Yeah, something that like was that? Uh, like 450 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I mean, that fa a lot of people lost. Uh, I, I got a lot of notes. 20 to one odds that an offensive lineman catches a touchdown. So that was rough. Oof. And, uh, there was the, no safety, no safety. The anthem went over. They paused. That's just a great way to do it. Pause between home of the, give it a five Mississippi count and then say brave went way over two seventeen, and, um, heads ruined the tails dynasty that tails had had five out of the last six years. Heads won. Were there ads for M&M's having the best Super Bowl commercial? No, I don't know. I mean, can you, isn't that subjective? <laughs> that was the most popular one with my kids today. Oh, was it? M&M's? Yeah. They love the M&M's commercial. Let me ask you reason. this. You have done it the right way. This was the first time in 20 years I've watched the Super Bowl at my house. I've either been at the game a couple yeah. times with you. I've been at Corolla's warehouse or Jimmy's party. And I think the last one was Rams Titans where I was at my house. 
if you count it as my house. I was living at Jimmy's house. But anyway, I was home. I'm with my kids. And it was just, uh, it was miserable. I have to say, I'm like, I'm with these people all the time. They're sick of me too. And they're like, hey, we should do a squares pool. I'm like, why? We're each going to get 20 squares. I'm going to have to pay for all of them. Why the hell are we doing <laughs> right. this? None of you have money. Yeah. They're like, oh, fine. <laughs> we won't do it then. So, um, but uh, yeah, we, we got to get back to where we can all get together again. <laughs> it's, it's driving me nuts. I was so excited that my dad was here because it's just like anytime. That's good. Anytime you have a guest, it's like yeah. a special guest star in a TV series. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. today on the Brady Bunch, it's C Cousin Oliver. Yeah, it's when uh, Fonzie would visit uh, the uh, <laughs> Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. yeah, they don't. The reason we're going with old TV shows is I don't think they have special guest stars anymore on they TV shows. Don't. This is a no, 60s, 70s thing. Not a lot Yeah, of my synergy. dad was here. It was like, it, it totally livened up. The same right. four people with the same dogs. FanDuel. Super Bowl odds for next year. Yeah. KC is plus 490. They're the favorite. Mm. Tampa Bay plus 950. You'd be betting on the first back to back uh, champs mm -hmm. since the uh, Patriots in the mid 2000s. Buffalo 11 to 1. Packers 11 to 1. Rams 12 to 1. Niners 13 to 1. Ravens 14 to 1. Saints 19 to 1. Seahawks 20 to 1. Browns 22 to 1. Titans 27 to 1. Dolphins, 28 to one. Colts, 29 to one. Any of those jump out of you? Well, I got to find out where Brady's going. I'm not going to bet it. Brady said out. he's running it back in that, <laughs> in that uh, press conference at let age me, 44. Let me ask you this. I was talking to Degenerate Trifecta about this. Uh, if you could have Chiefs, Bucks, and Packers or the field, I think those would be about even. Which would Chiefs, you take? Chiefs, Bucks, pa I would take the field. You would take the field. So that means yeah. you like the Bills... Or the Rams or the I like Ravens? The, who do you who do you like then? I like the Rams. Mm -hmm. I think the Bills have to be taken seriously. They got a nice little taste last year. Right. Um Seahawks. I think they yeah. had a bad luck year and some dumb injuries and stuff like that. Isn't Watson the X factor though? Yeah, Where I know. He goes too, if too he many, gets uh, traded. Too many moving parts right now, right? Because I was looking at Miami at twenty eight to one. And I still feel like they're the logical Watson team. Mm -hmm. And Houston's like, we're not trading Watson. And Miami's like, we're not, we, we like what we have where we've are. No, we're not even going to discuss that. I'm sorry. If Watson's on the table, you're trading for him. Well, the, but I'm what's weird about this is like, they're like, Wentz could be traded within a couple of days. I'm like, why, why, what's the rush? Wait till the good quarterbacks are gone. Then see if you need him. Right. Does, does Frank Reich really need to play with him? Or then I heard he might go to the bears. It might be like, Wentz for Foles would be hilarious, but why are we doing Wentz first? Like, uh, I, well, I guess it, it's a QB merry-go-round there. Right. And I think, I think some te certain teams don't want to be left out. Right. Right. I guess, but aren't they like four better than Wentz right now? I, I you know, it, it's all with Watson's like, are you going to play his bluff? Right. Is this guy going to sit in late August or September? Uh, if Houston really doesn't think he is, then they're, they're taking a shot there. I hate doing this to you. I really do. I genuinely hate oh, what I'm about to it, say. Cowboys. No, I, I hate I doing know. this to you because just go past it. It's you're like a recovering drug addict, and I'm just bringing crystal meth into your house and uh, being like, no, no, it'll be fine. I hate doing this to you. Denver is eighty to one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that's better. <laughs> Denver. Oh, you thought I was going to do Dallas? <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah. No, I, I'm not dumb enough to do Dallas. Denver's 80 to one. They have the fourth worst odds in the entire league for the Super Bowl. 
And I think you and I are both bullish on how much talent they have. They had bad luck last year. And that to me is a possible Deshaun Watson team. Listen, I love that team. I always love that team. Yeah, we, we, Watson, we love that team. I, I can't quit that team and the Falcons either. But the, that, yeah, that, that's my AFC, NFC. Uh, I can't leave. But Watson's uh, born in Georgia, went to Clemson, was familiar with the Carolinas, went to Houston. Don't you think he's going to end up in the South somewhere? I don't think he goes to Denver. Yeah, you're probably right. I think he's Carolina right. is 50 to one. Carolina looked like should have gotten um, Stafford for what they offered. So they offered the number eight Bridgewater, right? Yeah. And like a five or something. Yeah. That felt like they were kind of doing a favor for the Rams because mm -hmm. the guy used to work for the Rams was the Lions GM. He's like, oh, right. we, we really value Jared Goff. Right. We, it's the first round pick plus the second first rounder to take Jared Goff. But they were like, no, no, no. We like Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right. Good luck. <laughs> I I probably would have rather had Bridgewater in the eighth. They would have I, the seventh and eighth picks. Well, there's a chance they don't. Goff doesn't take a snap, don't you think? They no, I think they're maybe. playing him. I think I think because they're rebuilding next year anyway. I know, but they got what they wanted out of that deal. They got the picks. They don't have to be a, a, a you know a slave to uh, Jared Goff being their quarterback. Yeah, but if you're Carolina and you're like, all right, hold on a second, mm -hmm. uh, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Houston. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hold on a second. You offered Bridgewater in the eight for Matt Stafford. 33-year-old yeah. Matt Stafford has never won a playoff game. Come come this way. Right. Give us the eight. Give us two more first-rounders and, and give us Bridgewater. And let's talk. Let's have a serious Deshaun Watson conversation. Sure. And then if you're Carolina, it's like you're, I mean, he's from there. That would be the most, that would be the greatest Absolutely. thing they ever did. I don't know why they wouldn't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They got to do it. They got that. That's the way you shake it up. I think that'd be fun. Get well, your team's over. thirty-three to one. The only other team I'm going to mention from an odd standpoint is the Colts at twenty-nine to one. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good value because we know they're going to address QB. Mm -hmm. I think all of us felt like Rivers underachieved for them, even if he was pretty good in that playoff game. They have talent on both sides of the ball. They have a lot of blue chippers. I think they have a pretty good coach. Um. I don't mind the division they're in mm -hmm. and I like those odds. Let me ask you this. Cause I'm looking at that 20 to 20 to 30 range. Yeah. Why wouldn't we believe in the Browns? They got pretty far this year. Odell's coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Coach he, wins coach of the year. You know, here's why you wouldn't right believe there. because they're, they're the Browns. Sure. But not anymore. Really. Right. They're like a real team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in that playoff game, if they had fumbled a touchdown out of the end zone and then lost mm -hmm. on a Chad Henney right. fourth and one play, I guess we would say they were still the Browns. Oh, right. wait, they're still the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the way they beat the Steelers. All right, now I'm going to upset you now. I okay. got to do it. Is this Brady's greatest Super Bowl? No, the Atlanta one will never be topped. The Atlanta one was unbelievable. That's they were down a, that's twenty-eight a to three. I, I, he won that Super Bowl say, by himself. He threw for five hundred yards. But think about what this means. No, it's Atlanta. The, it has to be the Atlanta Belichick one. thing off his shoulder. A little temporary for the most part. Most people will say, "Oh, it was Brady, not Belichick." He took a team with five losses, which I'm going to weigh in his favor. He beat Breeze. He beat Rodgers, and he beat Mahomes. You're never going to beat three quarterbacks like that. Ever. Uh, maybe no one will ever beat those three in a playoff. 
and uh, he whipped the crap out of the defending champs. I think you could say it was his best start to finish playoff run because you forgot okay. to throw in Heineke. All right, that's funny. Beat yeah. Heineke when he did that. I think that gave him the confidence. Yeah, I still think the Atlanta game is the greatest ever. That's the that's the greatest comeback in the history of the sport. He, it's a great game. I'm just he trying wins to think the, of the game run. by he yeah. wins the game by himself. And when the game ends, we're all like, "That is the greatest quarterback of all time." Right, but Hands he was down. still we tied. Finally, to, we finally seen our savior, and it's Tom Brady. I'm with you, but he's still he was still tied to Belichick at that man. I think that that means a lot. Uh, if you wait, could, can we bring uh, in nephew Kyle for this? Well, Kyle, go ahead. You're going to have to say one of the Patriot wins. Kyle, right? what was Brady's best playoff achievement? Oh, it was it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. I was like, my my stomach was coming through my butt before he started <laughs> doing that thing. That was just amazing. And so that's it. That'll always be it. That's the single most heroic football performance of all time, at least for the NFL. I guess, but they were 13 point underdog to the Rams too, and had no business probably even being in that Super Bowl. So if yeah, you but that was like that the defense runs. won that game as much as. The Brady yeah. thing, it was literally all Brady for the entire second half. And by the time we won the coin toss, it's like, it's over. He's, he's, I've never seen a guy go into the zone like that as a, an, in a football game. I bet if you inject, if you put some, some truth serum in his cauliflower and ginger soup and asked him what his best, most favorite and satisfying Super Bowl performance was, it'd be this one right here tonight. Well, here's, so there's a couple of factors, run, right? One yeah. is that people thinking he's 43 and he can't do this anymore. Yep. And that the league has passed him by. Mm -hmm. um, you have Rodgers winning the MVP and then it's Mahomes' league. So where mm -hmm. does he fit in with all that stuff? Um, the Belichick thing, I, I, I know that he was really frustrated the last, you know, intermittently, definitely in the mid 2000s when during the Rache Caldwell season, all that stuff. Right. Um, but then once we hit the 2015 and on stretch where they were, Belichick was always going to gravitate toward trading back, not getting the blue chipper on offense to help Brady kind of piecing it together and then building the lines and the defense. And I think Brady got really frustrated with that when the pick stopped coming through. Yeah. He was definitely bummed out last year. There's no question. Yeah. All right. Well, so, talk to me after Heineke wins his third MVP and then it'll look more impressive. What do you think Belichick's reaction was tonight? Well, I always, did we talk about this last week? I mean, how much would you have paid to watch with Bill, Bill Belichick, Bill Simmons, Bill Sr., if you, three in the room, what would you have paid to get that going? I mean, did he watch the game? Was he watching the whole game? Was he just checking in? What do you think he was doing tonight? I think he definitely watched the whole game. Uh-huh. And I think he's, he'll probably speak publicly about it at some point. I mean, you know, I'm very happy for Tom. He'll lie. I mean, he wasn't rooting for Tom. No way. The Brady Belichick thing was an argument for, I don't know, the last 10, 11 years, mm -hmm. who was more responsible for the dynasty. This is pretty good checkmark for Brady. I still feel like they both needed each other. Um, I think the way they did it, they needed each other. Like I said, there was yeah. nine years in between Super Bowls, and you're not going to do that with just any coat, right? You're not going to do that with a, even with an Andy Reid. I don't think you could do it, uh, what he the, did. The bummer. And I've said this before, so I'm repeating it. Mm -hmm. The bummer is that they didn't figure out a way that to avoid this specific scenario tonight. And I think the only reason they got, you know, the pa the Patriots slash New England slash Boston fans actually rooting for Brady and Gronk because they love those guys is because we've won so many titles. Yeah, and it, and it was one of those things where there there wasn't like a vindictiveness about it because I think you know we just like those guys. They brought us a ton of joy. Yeah, but. I still feel like 
they this could have been solved three, four years ago. The same way it's going on with Rogers and Green Bay right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Rogers is going to leave with his fiance, Shailene Woodley. You know, they're going to move <laughs> to a different city. His fiance, he met a week ago. Uh, you know, he's going to leave. You know, he's not going to finish his career with Green Bay. He will not. Why and he just Green- got he just got a defensive coordinator that's responsible for like the 29th and 31st <laughs> yeah, got, defenses. He's in got the, the worst defensive coordinator in the league. You know he's gonna leave. Yeah. And they could stop it right now. They could be like, we've traded Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. We're gonna ride this Rogers thing to the bitter end. This guy's great. He's our guy. Here's a new five-year deal for 150 billion with a hundred guaranteed. And we're gonna we're gonna run him into the ground one way or the other. They're not gonna do it. Well, here's what I here's why he might stay. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you see Jared Goff's in your division now, and potentially Carson Wentz is coming in to Trubisky, Chicago, yeah, Trubisky yeah. or Wentz, yeah, it's like <laughs> maybe I'll stick around for a little bit. I might not get better better deal than that. Can I say one of my favorite words or phrases ever in Belichick's defense? What? Is, yeah, in Belichick's defense. Oh, from four years ago, he was playing the math with Brady. It was inconceivable somebody was going to still be good at quarterback at age 43. I certainly thought it was mm-hmm. inconceivable. As great as Brady was, there was no track record of anybody even winning an NFL start at age 43. Right. And this is like what we're watching with LeBron now. LeBron's in year 18. He's going to win the MVP this year unless he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's inconceivable. Nobody thought he would be able to do this at in season 18, but he's doing it. So I think if Belichick made a mistake, it was not realizing all the advancements we have with the food, dieting, the sleep, the fucking hyperbaric chambers. Yeah. The, uh, well, all the other shit that these guys do to try to basically fight off father time. Mm-hmm. I think he just played the odds and was like, he, no, when he's 41, this will be done. And it wasn't. Yeah, but he did still win a Super Bowl with them. He wasn't And we wrong. scored 13 points. Yeah. Still a good team. I don't know. The thing that with Belichick for me is if he could get take it back, would he have signed Cam Newton? Right? Like if you have if you have your backup guys in there and and go seven and nine, it's like wow. I don't know. I give him a little more credit if he's doing it with Stidham. But um, the fact that he went out there and got Cam Newton on the cheap for sure. Uh, that was weird. a good gamble. I I don't think they realized that he was going to lose the ability to throw My God. completion. Yeah. Well, I you better say, be part of that carousel. Jimmy G to New England, what kind of odds you put on it? Oh, I, I think looking at what the, the Pats threw away this year, I think they knew it was headed that way. Mm-hmm. They have, I think, the most cap space out of anybody except one other team. It's right. a COVID year. The cap's moving. I've been reading all this stuff. The cap's moving backwards, and it's going to be like the fantasy draft where all of a sudden everybody has $32 left, mm. and then there's all these good receivers left. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, right. Oh, Chris Godwin is going to go for $6? Like, what? Mm-hmm. And then there's that one guy in the draft who's got, like, you know, $92. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course he's going to top everybody's bid for the extra dollar. Mm-hmm. I think that's you, his plan then, for this and year. And then you get kicked out of the league at the end. Yeah, I could see that. Then, then I get kicked good. out of the league. <laughs> I won my East Coast League, by the way. You did? Yeah, the one that goes know, through the playoffs. I, I the greatest that that idea one, of all time. I don't know if that exists. Uh, you're going to have to That's the one that, that goes all the way through the playoffs, and then we redraft the only four teams. Yeah, right. It's still like the best fantasy What did you have? Ever. You had like three players in tonight's game? I had Evans and Godwin, and I had Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Suckup. What? Those were my guys that I had left. And then yeah. someone else has the other guys? 
the guy who went into it, who was the first place, who went into it with Mahomes and Brady and Russell Wilson and all these dudes. See, I beat him. I don't know. This is a, this is dumb. It's a nonsense. It was fun. Well, I'll tell you this. Who was playing fantasy football five weeks later <laughs> than the other person? It was me. I guess so. It was more so. fun. So your yeah. team, Brady and anti-Belichick on this. I think this was his best win. Yeah, I do. It's I'm fair. sorry. His, his best run. His best run. Breeze, Mahomes, Rodgers. You know when they talk about like NCAA teams, like they beat Duke, Michigan State, and Villanova. Like, wow, that's a pretty good run. Yeah, maybe they should be considered one of the best. Like this is doesn't get better than that unless you beat Tom Brady, which he can't do because he's Tom Brady. So you think it was better than beating Flacco, Roethlisberger, and Wilson <laughs> back to back? I mean, it was a good, I mean, you know, you laugh, but obviously that was great uh, for the time. Um, can I just make a, a, a point about when there's a blowout in the Super Bowl? We yeah. want to see two things. We want to see uh, CBS. We want to see if someone runs on the field, please show them because that's fun. Uh, and yeah, they we, don't do it because they don't want to encourage more people to run in the field. I feel the complete opposite. They oh, should always show the person. They went to a commercial. They're like, we, well, yeah. our, our director's going nuts. We got to get out of here. We got to, we'll, 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 re, we'll regroup after this. And we want to see the color of the Gatorade. How do they miss the Gatorade? There should be one camera in Couldn't. charge of the Gatorade the whole time. Couldn't agree more. How do we when miss we, that? I didn't see it until like 40 minutes after the game. When Sal and I were growing up, there was somebody who used to run on the field in baseball, Morgan and the Kissing Bandit. Yeah. Who had, um, I'm just going to say it. The biggest breasts probably of anyone of that era. Sure. Yeah. And she would run out, no bra, and run out and kiss this, kiss whoever. And it was the single most exciting thing that could happen during a <laughs> baseball game. Like somebody could have five home runs in a game and it was not as exciting as Morgana the Kissing Bandit. I miss those days. So when did they point. decide to not show it? Because they showed it back then. We saw it, right? We would see oh, it we on saw the telecast. It. So what, oh, what, yeah. year, what year did they stop? Because no one really runs on the field anymore, right? Like you see when Hank Aaron passed away, they showed his 715th home run over and over. And these two hippies are accosting him. As right, he's they're rounding running second with him. To third. It's like, and this guy had death threats, you know, for the a month leading up to the record-breaking home run. He's like, hey, guys, what's up? He's like, oh, my God, how does that go on? But that stopped, I think, around 82, 83, right? You, didn't, you don't see you know fans charge the field. It stopped with... Fever pitch with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore when she uh, first of all jumped out of the center field bleachers, which mm -hmm. anybody would die if that happened. It's like it's at least 20 feet. Right. Um, and then ran across Fenway and navigated this whole they got back together thing for like two minutes, just and everybody the game stopped and they just let it happen. After you that, love, they were like, you this love gone that too movie. Far. You would have hated if you I hate Boston. that movie. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, I, I, I hate that movie with every Good. ounce of my body. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say the person who wrote that movie came up with the idea for your playoff fantasy league. It's, it's the same person. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> That's bullshit. Uh all right, now it's time for Parent Corner brought to you by CarMax. Don't just buy your next car, love your next car with the CarMax, love your car guarantee. Our friends at CarMax know that buying a car is a big deal. And with their new Love Your Car Guarantee, you can take your time to make sure it's the right car for you. Starting with a 24-hour test drive, drive it to work, to school, to the grocery store before you buy. And if it feels right, you've got a full month and 1,500 miles to keep on driving with their new 30-day money-back guarantee. It's the new Love Your Car Guarantee from CarMax. Learn more today at CarMax.com. All right, because you're on the clock. Well, first of all, before Parent Corn, I want to uh, hats off to Ricky Seals-Jones, who was a pregame scratch. He was my Gary Russell prop 
of the year. I had him to catch the make the last reception for the Chiefs, and he was a healthy scratch or some kind of scratch before the the pressure was too much for him. Sorry, RSJ. <laughs> We'll come back next year. Once we'll, we'll he heard he was the Gary Russell yeah, pick, yeah. he just couldn't handle yeah, it. I can't do it. It's, it's he just melted down. It's too much being in this game. Um, my parent corner happened about 10 minutes after we stopped recording last week because yeah. we recorded before the Royal Rumble. And I came out, and then the Royal Rumble was about to start. And for that thing, my, my family did pick numbers for the Royal Rumble pool. So there's five of us, and there's 30. So we each got six names. And my littlest Harrison, who is the only one in the family who hasn't won this and just ends up in tears every single time he loses because it's him down to the last two. And not only is it him down to the last two, he'll have like three wrestlers left and my oldest will have one. And he'll just like nickel and die, one, one, one. And then it'll be one on one and he'll lose. So this time he had Edge and my wife had Randy Orton. And Edge, yeah. God bless him, he lasted to the very end. He somehow sat in the corner for 45 minutes. Uh, it's amazing <laughs> how they do that with the old guys. They either sit yeah. in the corner or they just go backstage with a fake injury and come back. Yeah, well, Randy Orton, they thought it was a fake injury, right? They said yeah. his knee. So he was legitimately gone for the hour or whatever. So it ends up, Edge is the last one in the ring, but we know Randy Orton hasn't been eliminated because they walked him to the locker room. Here comes Randy Orton, RKO. That's my wife's guy. But somehow Edge recovers and throws Orton over the top rope. The little one wins. I post it on Instagram. He's going crazy, high-fiving everyone. Uh, my wife is j just relieved that she didn't win because the little one would have uh, had a little uh, conniption. And anyway, as he's celebrating, I lower an elbow onto the little one's head and he goes, he gets... He has a running start into the chair and the hard part of the chair. And now he's crying. And now oh, I'm no. the big asshole in the family. So I need two things to happen. I need him to recover quickly, right? I need, it, it can't be a bad injury. And I need the family to not hate me, right? So this is, this is a tall order. So the injury is not, it's not subsiding anytime soon, but he's taken to the offensive. He's now punching me. He's now going to chase me. I'm like, okay, in a way, this is good for me because he's not just writhing in pain. So he punches me and I'm at the height and he's at the height where every punch is either to the base of the spine. I was going right, to say that's right such a the, bad age. Right yeah, to the balls or spine every yeah. time. And I'm not tall. If I were a little taller, I'd be okay, but I'm not right. Base of the spine. And he is cracking me with all his might and I'm trying to sell it. And I'm like, I don't even have to sell these punches. He's really beaten the hell out of me. So he won the Royal rumble. He got everyone all in the family to get, uh, be mad at me. And he uh, got the best of his old man, all three in one. Good job by you, Harrison. Yeah, great job, Harrison. <laughs> yeah, the pay-per-view that could never happen is a six-year-old against their adult father. And the six-year-old gets all the punches for the first five minutes. Yeah. And if the dad can survive, then he can fight back. Right. Because I do feel like in five minutes, the kid would finish off the dad every time. It's too many balls, spine hits. I think that's smart. I would need like four protective cups on. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to survive otherwise. I do think when you think about nature and God and stuff and how they create things, mm. I do think they know if you have boys, you're less likely to keep having kids when one of the kids is now six and punching you repeatedly in the nuts. Right, yeah. It's a, it's a weird way of contro controlling the population. I say that to my wife. I'm like, yeah, you had to give birth three times and that sucks, but uh, I get grazed in the nuts and I'm out of commission for three minutes, right. like, uh, you know, seven to 10 times a year for, you know, 45 years. Right? How many times each son with the dad, if they, if it's as kind of the kind of son we have, how many nut punches do you think you take over the course of like that whole run? 
I would say it's at least 40. Oh, yeah. 40 is what? Uh, uh, what running are we talking about? Oh, just I'm so saying like from five. age five to age eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One a month, sure. Yeah, For one sure. a month. Easy. Yeah, I think so. And also like the hard punches in the back when you're not looking. My son now, who's like, he's probably five, I think he's five, six. Mm-hmm. His voice is somehow deeper than mine. He's starting to size me up. I feel like he he's starting to think like I could probably take him in a fight. Uh, there's you been a couple of times where he's just like called up and punched me. And I'm like, hey, I'm still going to kick your ass. Like, I'll call child services. It's like, so wait, your punches hurt. You're five, six and strong. And I just have to sit here and get the shit kicked out of me. You know what? How great would it be if you hired a bodyguard? Just follows you around the house. <laughs> protect myself from Maybe my it's son. an ex-Celtic. Like it's a, it's the chief. It's Robert Parrish or somebody. He just hangs out with you and protects you from Ben. Well, what really <laughs> sucks for me is... With no with the COVID, Kyle can't come over and hang out because I feel yeah. like he would completely beat the hell out of Kyle. Oh, Kyle's yeah. like this big lovable teddy bear, and I right. I wouldn't be taking the same kind of abuse. Uh, my parent corner. So as we've mentioned many times, I have the puppy Murph, who's now three and a half months old, mm-hmm. who has the biggest feet, head, tail. We, we think he might end up being eighty pounds. My wife's starting to break because. he just can't stop the accidents Mm -hmm. and it's like you have to constantly be on it if you don't walk him for if you don't let him out for an hour all of a sudden he'll just do like the uh exorcist pee right in front of you remember the exorcist when she pees in front of yeah right and he'll just stare you right in the eye as he's doing it he's just kind of you know like (laughs) just boom and and it's loud now because he's tall it's it sounds like thunder so my wife's been losing it and thursday night she goes in the guest room because my my dad is flying in from Massachusetts mm-hmm. and she's getting the guest room ready and it's dark. The door's open and she walks in and then all of a sudden I hear this screaming and I as I think she's getting murdered. That Like that's how upset oh, she is. No. She's screaming. The dog has taken just this massive shit in the guest room and it's dark and she steps in it with both feet in these slippers that she loves. <laughs> and... <laughs> I go up and it's like the smell. It's like, it, it's like Amityville horror. And so now it's like, we, we have this thing, the Bissell, which by the way, anybody who has a puppy, it's like these water vacuums that can kind of get rid of stains and stuff. So I bring the Bissell up, bring the thing. She's got her slippers are ruined. She's going nuts. She's yelling at us. Ben's laughing, which is making it worse. <laughs> and it's just this 25 minute, just a nightmare. She's, She's like so mad. She's like crying, but not even crying. It's like anger crying. And she's like saying, keep that puppy away from me. Keep him away. Keep him away. I will kill him. Keep him away. So now I'm keeping him down. So whole meltdown. Whole now you're not like laughing. Shit. Just Ben's laugh. Everybody in my house would be laughing at this. You I'm, laughing? I'm scared. I'm scared for the puppy because <laughs> I'm like, she's so mad. I don't know what she's capable of. Right. And then we can't light a candle either because Zoe almost burned down our house right. with a candle four weeks ago. So now mm-hmm. all the windows are open. So anyway, oh, um, so then Friday, my dad's there and he's sitting at the kitchen table and Murph, of course, we forget and Murph does the exorcist pee right in front of us. Great. All right. So she runs upstairs and gets the Bissell. She's mad. My dad has just gotten there. He's like so excited mm. to see his grandkids spend there 20 minutes um, sitting there. She's yelling. She comes back down with the Bissell and it's like a water vacuum cleans it. And then as she pulls it off, she kind of trips and the water spills all over the carpet. And it's like the shit water from the night before because it it needs to be drained. So now it's this giant 
shit water thing. Ugh. Another meltdown. And then it's like, get that puppy away from me. Get him away. <laughs> so now I have to take him. And it was just, my point is don't get a fourth dog. That's my final <laughs> lesson. I love that the parent corners have become about the dogs now. You oh. give the kids a break. And the kids don't help. They all lied. The kids yeah. are liars. They, oh, well, well, they, 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 no, they're, it's like me and my wife doing all this. The kids are fucking useless. And uh, don't, I know it's a pandemic and you need some light in your life. And I do love this dog, mm. but uh, it, 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 it's been a nightmare. The dog just shit. Everyone pack your things. We're moving to house number 11. <laughs> Here's a map. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't know what to do. I, I think I'm really worried about this dog. That's rough. I don't know. I thought he's really got to make it through this. With Does the she accidents. want him to be an outdoor dog now or he can't? Be? <laughs> I don't know. He might, he might be a it's leaving so dog. Uh, that was our final parent corner. Oh man. Sad. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really sad about this and I want to, I don't want to get mushy, but I want to thank football. And I know you hate Roger Goodell, but my God, they did it. They did it. So what? The Broncos had to start a, a wide receiver at quarterback. And we had to see a couple of Tuesday games. But they got through this. You and I are screaming, oh, they got to move week 17. They got to at least move it two weeks. They freaking did it. And I know it was because of arrogance. And uh, I don't know what to say, but thank you, football, for, for getting through it. I mean, we're almost one barbershop visit, a uh, barber visit, away from not having a Super Bowl, which is insane to me. But um, Incredible arrogance. Yeah. Um, a complete disregard for safety and health. And, and they just plowed through and they got it done. And I got to say like Goodell's been more impressive than Adam Silver the last six months. They, yeah. they, they, what were the odds of that? Like 20 to one. Right. Adam's like, he's like, Hey, we're going to have the all-star game. Who the fuck wants an all-star game? Don't have an all-star game. Nobody That's wants a, this. What no. are you doing? LeBron That's says, like Goodell would have done that. Yeah. You know what? LeBron, especially now, cause LeBron is the favorite to win MVP. And I don't know if you remember, but last year, Giannis, it was like up in the air. And then everyone got to see Giannis dunk during the all-star game. And it's like, Oh, now he's minus four fifty. So LeBron's right. like, nah, screw this. We're not playing an all-star game. Yeah. It's I'm smart. LeBron yeah. and LeBron will squash it single-handedly. Yeah. But, um, I honestly, Adam's got to start looking at some of this stuff. Like would Goodell do this? And if the answer is yes, maybe reconsider. Well, he's it. probably like, what the, what am I supposed to do? We bubbled. We did everything right last year. The NFL didn't bubble and they, and they, uh, and they, they did it. I mean, it, the fact that it's once a week actually ended up helping because once they utilized Wednesday and Tuesday, right. It worked out for them. I am also, uh, very relieved and delighted that we had football, that we yeah. were able to do our Sunday night pod every week. Um, we got Brady Mahomes. We didn't miss any weeks. We, mm -hmm. at one point it seemed like this will take 19 weeks to finish the season. And by the time we finish the playoffs, it'll be March. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. Right. Yeah. Then we got Brady Mahomes and Brady won his seventh and God only knows what he's got left in the tank. Yeah. Um, all right. That was parent corner brought to you by CarMax. Don't just buy your next car. Love your next car with the CarMax. Love your car guarantee. Check them out today. CarMax.com. Hey, one last thing before we go. So we we had a lot of people help out with your with your book, China. Yeah, I want to thank everybody. Everyone really get it on the bestseller the list. <laughs> we don't understand the bestseller list anymore because you definitely sold uh, a top fifteen most amount of copies. But then the New York Times gets to look at the list and go, eh. And and it, there, there seems to be some creativity with the list that isn't just books sold. So I somehow don't know how, you missed by a spot. You want to get into this because you're going to watch, you're going to write more books. And I know you don't want to piss off no, the I'm New never York Times. Oh, you're not? No. Oh, because I'm not either. So let's just, let's just tee off here. But no, I, uh, 
Yeah, I think it's supposed to be top 15. And I had more sales than two in the top 15, but I was out of the top 15. So it's not, it's just a book club. It's not a bestsellers list, right? But I do want to thank everybody for uh, contributing and and everybody who bought. And uh, I, I did 59 interviews and um, thank you everyone for having me on. It was, uh, it was it's a nice little run. It was an excellent it. book. You can't um, lose them all. And uh, Available at Barnes yeah, & Noble. People can still buy it. And uh, Amazon. I probably shouldn't even mention Amazon because that was one of the things that apparently sunk me. Too many Amazon. Uh, yeah, buys. what are these rules? It's like the <laughs> challenge when TJ Lavin starts making up these new right. rules before the uh, elimination. It's like, what? Right. Well, yeah, anyway. I mean, you did everything you could. You even went on part of my take to try to <laughs> promote it. He, he, he did whatever it took. <laughs> Try to get there. Yeah. I didn't send them a book, though. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they were annoyed at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for everyone. for uh, And again, it's uh, it's still out there if, if you want it. <laughs> well, if you want to hear Sal, he's got his Extra Points podcast. That's he's right. still with the Against All Odds dudes, mm-hmm. um, which I never get invited on. I, I really I always like feel once like a year I get invited. You. Nah, so, like, I don't know. I feel can, like I can, can be you invited. add to this gimmick. So I put up uh, $5,555 to anyone who could produce a FanDuel ticket, a losing FanDuel ticket that demonstrated the worst beat of the week. So if you had like that, an offensive mm. lineman to on a parlay at 20 to one and you went four to five on the parlay, you show me that. And if it's legit, I'm going to fly Harry out or Harry's going to drive to wherever and hand you $5,555 in cash. Am I missing something? Is it, should Harry be wearing something or uh, carrying something else? You've seen Harry, Harry. Well, what if the person's in like Maine? Well, so it can only be like seven states, right? Fandle, okay. so oh yeah, you're right. Colorado, West Virginia, you know, Illinois, all those. Um, you know, he told me he doesn't have anything to wear. He has no cold weather clothes. I think so you should, you should make Harry, Michigan. make yeah. him wear like a Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, like make him dress him like a Lord of the Rings character or something. Right. Why wouldn't you do that? I will. I guess or like a Harry that, Potter character. Right. right uh, he's like a wizard. I'm yeah. worried he's never going to get there with the money. Like this isn't a this isn't a sociological experiment here. I give him the cash. Does he get all the way across country with the cash to hand to the person at their door? Well, he's going to eat like what four sure. or five times a day. Yeah. And if there's a Native American casino in that town or within 40 miles, th- that money's gone. He'll be doing that. Yeah. When are we going to go to Vegas again, you think? What, what's the over-under for that? I am, uh, the plan is, boy, we talked to our guy, David Chang. By the way, I'll be on his podcast on The Ringer, uh, I believe Thursday. Great. Um, yeah, he kind of like shied us away from Vegas a little bit, right? He he basically scared me from Vegas. That was my takeaway from the long text that he sent was right. don't go to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my oh. 50th birthday is in July. That's the plan to have a, a big bash there. So maybe um, maybe we're vaccinated by then. Who the hell knows? I think I think maybe that will be enough time. That's the first one. July, uh, right? Yep. July. Don't you think? Let's do it. I might go no matter what. 50? I've had enough. Yeah. Sal, another great season. This was our 14th season together on uh, on on the uh, Guest Alliance podcast. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Six, we did it. how many, six less than Brady? <laughs> will, will he ever catch us? I don't know. <laughs> we should say we're retired when Brady retires and we'll still get to go another That's nine fine. seasons. That's good. Uh, Thanks. It's been a great, it's been a great year. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I'm glad we got through it. And um, I can't, I still can't believe it. When you wanted to start that fantasy league, I'm like, oh, you on a world of hurt. 
there's going to be 47 lineup changes at uh, 12.58 p.m. Eastern time, and you're going to have to be responsible for them. But no, it all was pretty smooth. And thanks to FanDuel for giving yeah. us all the lines and all that stuff. And thanks to CarMax, mm. who we might be hitting up because we we have you have a son and I have a daughter who is about to get a driver's license this summer. That's right. So oh. we might might have to figure out some gimmick with CarMax. When does your dog get to drive? My dog, dog, I hope the dog makes it to the summer. I, I really might. My wife just move out. I mean, that might be where it goes. She might just try to get away from all of us. She might be moving in with you. That's crazy. Well, she's welcome here anytime. She'll, that'll be a, an extra Royal Rumble number for her. <laughs> all right, Sal. Last time this year. Good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. All right, that's it for the podcast. Back with two more on this feed this week, plus the rewatchables. Stay tuned. Taxi Driver, me, Sean Fantasy, Bill Hader. That is coming Monday night. See you then.